Well, hello, and welcome back to another scary, scary edition of Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your host, Stephen LeBooth, and I got some skeller, skeller stuff for you today, boys and girls. <laughs> All right, man. Got some more road stories to cover. I hope you like the... Uh, the uh, last one, sorry this episode didn't come out on Saturday like it normally does. Transistor kept telling me to uh, kept telling me to get my stuff ready because Transistor is the one. I pay them and load everything onto their platform, and they load it to Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, all that stuff. Well, there's going to be doing some work this weekend and said their site would be down. Excuse me, so you could... You needed to get all your downloaded stuff for the weekend before Friday at midnight, and I didn't do that, so my bad. I had to get in there. There's going to start working on a Friday into Saturday and Sunday, and I got to work Monday morning, so I'll get everything cleaned up. It'll be back on Monday evening. But they're cleaning their platform up. I ain't going nowhere. I'm still here. Uh, thank you guys for understanding. All right, man. Well, I hope you're having a great week. I want to say thank you to everyone who listens out there, everyone around the world. Thank you very, very much. You don't know how humbling and how cool it is knowing that I'm hearing a little old country boy doing this in Texas in the middle of te- not the middle, you know, I'd say uh, central, north central Texas, kind of. But anyways, I'm doing this in my house, and I just get heard from around the world. It's just Freaking amazing to me. Freaking amazing. Well, guess it's that time, everybody. Go ahead. Get you a nice cozy blanket. Get that fire going. Get you some coffee. I got mine. Get you hot cocoa or whatever and cuddle up and hit play and get ready to be scared, ladies and gents. Sorry, I was taking a drink. All right. All right. Our first story is Prospector's Road in Garden Valley, California. Cruising along Highway 49, if you turn left onto Marshall Road about a half a mile later, you will see a small road head off and to the left. The road is called Prospector's Road, and it it twists and turns about three miles through some hilly parts of the gold country. Starting starting and ending at Marshall Road, which which it lies west of, running roughly from Coloma to Garden Valley... California. And I'm sorry if you hear that in the background. I don't know what it is. <sighs> Most drivers take the main road, Marshall Road. But for those daring who takes this twisty, windy Proctor's Road, they might... I fig- I had my phone plugged in charging. And every damn time I get a notice, stuff's coming up, so I unplugged it. Okay, drivers take the windy Prospect Road. They might run across a 
fearsome and terrifying ghost who is perhaps the cause of many accidents and deaths along the treacherous route. In the 1800s, several gold discoverers happened in happened in the uh, in the 1800s several gold discoveries happened in the hills that Prospect, Prospector Road runs through. Sadly, these also meant that several gold miners lost their lives performing the hard work and went along with mining their claims. Stories of gravens, oh, story of cave-ins, bandit attacks, suicides, and etc. were were not uncommon to those who worked the uh, mines in this area. One such miner was was done in by another... was done in by another uh, rough means. He supposed, supposedly drunkenly bragged about his claim one night in a local saloon, boasting his following miners about how much gold he had found. As sadly, as sadly happened way too often back in the 1800s, they ambushed him one night and murdered him out uh, out of the uh, out of his jewelry or uh, out of they robbed him and stuff out of jealousy and greed that's why they killed him because they wanted his money he was in there bragging about the uh, mine of his now his ghost haunts the road appearing much uh, appearing before hikers and drivers along this windy path he had been described as big and tall and with a broad wearing fraud frowned and torn work uh, like clothes, he looks like he would. He looks like he he looks like he would expect a miner to look. He is usually seemingly transparent, as well as also been reported as hovering above the ground. His ghost leaves no trace of his passing, no broken twines or footprints. Mm. So this guy haunts the place because basically somebody robbed him because of his uh, gold mine he had. A lot of that went on back then, you know. There was a lot of uh, a lot of these mining towns. There wasn't uh, really much law, and back then, I mean, you were way out there in the middle of effing nowhere. His ghost whispers at those who encounters it, "Get off of my claim!" As if he's trying to find out. To fend off claim jumpers or bandits who have came for his gold. Sadly, sadly, he never got to finish mining his claim, and now is now is per, per uh, now is portrayed to be responsible for multi accidents along the road. He is also he has also entered homes in the area. Unlocking and leaving doors open and terrifying pets and spooky residents. Other costly encounters have included residents reporting objects being moved on their own, later being found in another locations where they were not left. Accidentally, objects have disappeared, being impossible to locate. Any appearing in their original location later. Doors have mysteriously locked, even when the keys 
for these locks on the door had been locked last. And despite the fact that no one has vis is despite the fact that no one was visible at the uh, time of the disturbances. So basically what they're saying is when this stuff happened there was no one there but them. <coughs> so, if you ever want to go driving down a long, creaky, crazy road, go there. You'll be scared. That road does sound creepy, but yeah, there's all sorts of stories like that where someone got killed on the road or an accident or something happened tra tragically to them. And it's sad because a lot of these miners and stuff left what they was doing and came from around the world to find uh, claims and get rich quick off gold. And a lot of them didn't didn't happen for them, you know. A lot of them were, uh, a lot of them got killed like that guy or just something, you know. So, all right. What do we have next for you ghouls? Okay, our next one is Route 2A in Orostoke County, Maine. Welcome to the Welcome to the Weird Wednesday where we explore okay, never mind, I ain't reading that. Where would I need to read? Okay. Today's location takes us to the land of lighthouses and lobsters and to the state of Maine. If the frigid waters and dangerous weather conditions and upwards of 11 haunted locations aren't enough to frighten and terrify you into, a, into staying away from this place, then maybe a drive up to the haunted... Uh, haunted Hinesville Woods would do the trick would do the will do the trick many locations can att uh, attest that once you hit a certain point a spot in Maine there's not much by way to way of population enter Arl Stoke County where route 2a res resides Route 2A is one of the most haunted areas in the Pine Tree State. In fact, the site is famous with its highway haunts and former truckers turned singer-songwriters. Dick, Dick Curlis wrote a song called A Tombstone Every Mile, inspired by the uh, lonely stretch of road. The route itself is a the route itself is composed of parlerious S-shaped curves and 90-degree turns buried deep into the woods. And once winter hits, surprisingly, uh, a lot of uh, traffic at, uh, makes driving conditions bad there, and they have a lot more uh, dri uh, driving accidents there. <clears throat> One of the truckers has has lost many truckers have lost their lives following the road by but they're not the only ones. Where or who else haunts the stretch of asphalt? There are reports of a disgruntled woman appearing in front of your car 
are running fre- uh, freak, freak, uh, frantically along the side of the uh, car on the road to vanish into thin air when travelers get closer. So they'll see this chick and drive up to her and blam, she disappears. Little girls are common hitchhikers and disappear just as frequently as pop-up. The Flesher Witch, an old woman with a melted face, will steal your face, induce insanity, and cause you to meet an untimely end. If you wish to, uh, okay, well, if you wish to go down this road, go to Maine and find it. Let's see what this part, this one says about the Route 2A. Route 2A in Aerostock County is known as a very dangerous uh, route. Uh, Dick Curlis even wrote a song about the road called Tombstones Every Mile. It's been said that many truckers have lost their lives here in hauling potatoes to Boston after hitting a dangerous hairpin turn. However, truckers weren't the only ones to die on the arse uh, to down the road. What makes this area most haunted in the uh, country is the people have seen a woman screaming at their at that a woman screaming that her husband is trapped in their vehicle and being and begging for travelers to stop. But when the travelers stop and try to get closer to her, she vanishes away. Other travelers said that they have seen a little girl on the ro- on the side of the road that is said to have been killed by a semi-truck many years ago. <coughs> so, if you ever want to go down a spooky road in Maine, uh, I think you got you a place to go, man. That place seems pretty creepy. Sorry if you hear my daughter in the background. I don't have my door shut because it's just me and her. Usually she isn't so rambunctious, but she uh, is today. What the heck? Oh, okay. All right. Now we're going to do Anna's Anna's Road. And... Tutuwawa, New Jersey. If I'm butchering that name, I'm very, very sorry. Okay, Anna's Road. Perhaps is 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 uh, so scary that her. Well, here we go. Anna's Road perhaps is a or amp as it amps up that are fast moving. Highly uh, mobile state. Many of our most notable ghosts are seen hanging out on the side of the road, where it is said that they that they met their untimely end. These roadside apparitions have been witnessed by countless motorists over the course of several generations. Unlike the popular urban legend in the vanishing hitchhiker, though who gets picked up and only uh, to disappear from the car's back seat. New Jersey street corner corner, uh, spooks don't seem to have any 
interest in bumming a ride. They seem to be just to be they seem to just be contacted to wander their own stretch of the highway year in and year out. Eternally living the living the final living moments in their lives. Imagine, if you will, you are driving down a narrow, winding ribbon of two-lane blacktop. It is sometime around midnight, and the dark pavement is wet and shiny from a recent mid-autumn shower. Multicolored oak and maple leaves dances in front of your headlights. Momentarily before settling into the slick asphalt roadway. To your left, a distantal woods, uh, wooded hillside crowds its way right up to the edge of the shoulders of the street. On your right, a low steel guardrail is the only thing between your car and the icky black waters of the, if I butcher this river up, I'm sorry, the Pasaski River, your headlights illumining the canopy. The can your headlights illuminating the canopy of swaying tree branches over the overhead. They bow down, bow down from either side of the roadway, giving impressions that you are traveling inside of a long, undulated tunnel. As you see Spartan, or if you, uh, as you. Spurpentine your way along beneath a clear moonlit sky. Suddenly you find yourself drawn into a hard curve in the road and realize that you have not been paying attention to the speed at which you have been uh, driving. As you begin to regain control of your uh, control of your car, you see something that since a Shiver up the length of your spine. It's a splash of red. It's a splash of red there on the road and on the guardrail, which trails off down the edge of the street. Was that that was that blood? You ask yourself as you quickly crank as you quickly uh, crane your neck to peer in the rearview mirror. As you, as you set your sights back on the road before, before you once more, you notice an eerie mist forming on the glass, glassy, glossy moonlit river. Just ahead of you, off, the, uh, off to the right or your left, the forest has given way to the gently sloping hills and gleaming marble stones of a vast sparling cemetery all of a sudden the mist begins to take shape in your headlights as you flick on your high beams you can clearly make out a distant figure crossing the road up ahead of you you hit the brakes do your best to negotiate the slippery uh, pavement then you watch in disbelief as the translucent mist glowing before you assumes the unmistakable form of a young woman wearing a flowing white dress 
She floats across the roadway, inches above the ground, then disappears into the moonlight graveyard. You have just experienced a close encounter with the Tatawa's legendary ghost of Anne. For more generations than any than anyone can seem to remember, Tawas River Drive has been more commonly known to locals as Anna's Road. And for just and for just as long it has played host to <coughs> in in innumerable carloads of late night thrill seekers. What these adventurer night riders are looking for is the these the spiritual figure of Anna herself in another worldly apparition that has long been associated with its snaking with its snaking riverside byway. Running along the Tonawan River side of the running along the Tatawal side of the Pasiska River Riverview Drive or River Road as it's been dubbed by many a party teen many deemed by partying teens by yeah partying teens seems to just be brimming with the stuff which local legends are made of and at night at night it is a dark and treacherous drive that leaves little room for the eerie between the steep hillside and on one side and the muddy uh, slough of the river on the other in its remote and wooded road right in the heart of a densely, popul densely populated area. There are more mythical places to be discovered here as well, or so many have alleged. The isolated community located on the Norwood Tourist Terrace, I mean, on Oxboy Street, found one on one of Riverview's many curves, has long had the reputation of being New Jersey's much fabled Midgetville. Hmm, that's pretty rude, but hey. Ah. But what really beckons people to Anna's Road year after year, decade after decade, is the uh, chance to see Anna herself. The allure of experiencing the supernatural firsthand has been the catalyst for count countless late-night adventurers over the generations and several notorious misadventurers as well. In most cases, these ghost hunters and seekers of Midgetville are nothing more than carloads of bored uh, suburban youth looking for some harmless late-night thrills. Anna's Road has, however, has one more occasion led to its uh, night riders down a path to down down a path to danger and even death river view river view drive is no longer is is 
no stranger to serve auto accident. It, it's no stranger. It's no stranger to severe auto accidents. And Anna's Road is not that soul. How has and Anna is not that soul who has been lost there. Jeez, sounds like a creepy road. Ah, I hate that. Okay, now let's see, Kate. Anna's death and gravesite. As I have been a resident, this isn't me talking because it's clearly I'm not a resident of this place. As I have been a resident of Tatawa all my life, I can tell you that <coughs> I can tell you the actual story of this poor girl's fate. Anna was walking home from her prom at school in Little Falls. The shortest and perhaps the easiest route to take was Riverview Drive. She was passing the Laurel Grove Cemetery when a large truck plowed over her and dragged her about 50 feet or so. God dang, that's freaking crazy. Her blood can still be seen on the can still be seen on the side of the road. She has been where she has been dragged. If she is to be if she is to be seen, it is a short ways down the road from the blood. This is very close to the place where her tomb uh, her tomb once is. That didn't make any sense. My brother has been to the plot in the uh, Laurel Grove Cemetery that was created for her. Though I was little, I do not remember hearing that for no apparent f uh, reason at all. The tomb caved inwards and looked somewhat like a uh, cave. Blood on Annie on Annie's Lane. I have heard many stories about the road that have been and have been there numerous times i was totally i was told roughly the same story that she was killed on her wedding night and was killed on the road and dragged along it the first time i went through there with my friend my friends told me that there was a blood stain on the road and a splatter on the guardrail guardrail it was there whatever it was and it scared the shit out of me. I haven't even taken other friends there through the years and have told them the same story. Anna's Lane, as I have often heard, is called a great place to bring people for a scary experience. <coughs> Let me get a drink. This one's pretty long. Okay, this is, I guess, another story from somebody, so let's hear it. Same road, same road, though. <coughs> I'm writing to tell you about that, to tell you that me and some friends have seen Anna's ghost on the side of the road near the, near the, route, near the route 80 overpass. I'm from West... 
Peterson, so I know most of the legends about the road. The most popular story about Anna is that she was, excuse me, decapitated after being in her car wreck with her prom date. Myself and the people I know who have seen her ghost usually were not looking for her. For her. When she appeared. When you see her, she appears to be rather short, be a rather short girl who is dressed all in white, who usually whisps away shortly after appearing. Another strange thing that happens on the road is by the cemetery. Where you can where you can often see a flickering light moving around about the graves. Supposedly, these also this is also linked to Anna's ghost. This is thought that if you drive down the road at exactly 12 a.m. playing oldies music and driving the car driving your car's lights out in the middle of the two lanes. When you can see her in the uh, review mirror, that's creepy. Seeing her in the review mirror, Eek. these were these were tried once a while ago. We didn't see any ghosts, but trust me, it's really scary. Okay, now painting Anna's road. The legend of Anna's Road, as I know it, is about a girl who was stumped up at her prom and decided to get drunk and walk along the road. She was then moved down the down, down by a car full of high school drunks after the prom. Supposedly, she haunts the road at 2 a.m. if you drive in the road with your headlights off. The road is very eerie and the graveyard glows. Alongside the road is a guardrail painted red where she died. On the eve of her death every year, her dangered father returns to repair it and meet with his daughter once more. Anna is supposedly buried in the graveyard and her spirit guards all other people walking along the road at the at times she will appear to speeders to warn them of what will happen <sighs> well that one was pretty good i might say but there's always some click about why a person haunts and that one, man, sounds just like that haunted road in Chicago where that girl is coming back from the prom or a dance and you pick her up and when you get her past the cemetery, I think that's when her spirit disappears. Pretty creepy. I would crap my pants when I see that. Yes. Yes, I would. All right, guys, we're going to take a little commercial break and be right back. Ta-da. ever look up at the sky at night and look at the stars and wonder, are we the only ones really out here? Have you ever wondered how much our government hides from us? Have you ever wondered why so many mysteries go unsolved? What really happens? What's the clues? What's the evidence? Ever wonder if Bigfoot or Mothman is real? 
Then, if so, come listen to this podcast called What's Really, What's out, really there? out There. And I am your host, Stephanie Booth. And, and I am my your co host, Stephen Booth Afaja. And if you're into UFOs, unsolved urban like murders, unsolved mysteries. murders, mysteries, uh, unexplained stuff that happened, urban legends, we're into all of that. Conspiracy stuff, too. We go dive into that. So if you're looking for a new podcast that tells that kind of stuff, then you uh, need to listen to what's, what's really, really out, out there. there. And we are on Spotify and iHeart and Pandora, I think. But we are pretty much on every platform. Mm-hmm. We have a YouTube channel, too, s- or channel. So go check that out. It's called What's Really Out There. So come check us out. Once again, I'm your co-host, Stephen Booth. And I'm your host, Stephanie Booth. And this is What's, What's Really, really out, out There. We'll see you at the next episode, guys. All right, guys. Our next story is about Route 44 in Reno, both Massachusetts. A lot of places in Massachusetts. A lot of places. People from New England. People from New England survive on a history of oral tradition traditions passed down by world word of mouth and accidents that sound funny to the rest of the country. Whether it is the sports they play or need to get okay whether it's the sports they play or their lives they live the people are are naturally naturally or natural storytellers many many things that happen within the triangle begin with the subject of local lure well there's a supposedly little triangle in this uh, place that's why i just picked it because it talks about the road <coughs> too and I figured if you want to go on a road trip, you can go check it out. Many many things that happen within the triangle begin the uh, subject of local lure. And in, in turn, much of the myths of the area seeps into the people's co- collectives, collective thoughts, turning, ex, ex, uh, turning uh, just stories into uh, ghost stories. The truth might be somewhere in the middle and at the end uh, and at that crossroads lives the uh, red-headed uh, red-headed hitchhiker of Route 44. For as long as people in the area can remember, there have been claims of a red-headed man walking down US Route 44 in Rahaboth, Massachusetts. Now, that one's weird. You don't really hear about of a man hitchhiker a lot. And in, and some have stopped to pick him up, only to have him disappear on them. It sounds like an, like an excellent story, giving people chills around a campfire. But the story might be more truth than legend, and the ghost might be more supernatural than lit, liter, literally. The description of the ghost is always the first thing that draws people 
into the story. A driver is going along Route 44 at night, usually near Sikanoko usually around Rio Reno Booth, around the Reno Booth line. They encounter a well-built man between the ages of 45 and 55. He has red hair and is usually a beard and is dressed in a red flannel shirt and a red flannel shirt with either jeans or brown work pants and work boots. Sometimes he is well kept, but other times he appears dishuffled with an overgrown beard, dirty pants, and untucked shirts. Most times he appears so, uh, solid to the drivers, but not quite all there. There are some stories where he is transparent throughout the entire encounter. The biggest discrepancy in its physical description of the hitchhiker is with his eyes. Some say they look normal but just don't feel right. Some say they are black and empty. Others, others glowingly and lifeless. Every color has been attributed to them at one time or another. From yellow and red to green, and it is this inconsistency that adds the fuel to the uh, specters, uh, you know, saying that he's not real. While the man looks, while the man's look might draw people in, it is the stories of his, of his, exploits that keep people coming back. There is something about them that rings familiar, familiar, but like many things in this triangle, there are twists. There are many variations of the story, making, making him either a complex spirit or a subject of the town's uh, the, of the town's imitation. Someone is driving along the road, usually alone, when they see this man on the side of the road. They stop to pick him up, and at the, uh, to pick him up, and the hitchhiker gets into the passenger's, uh, gets into the passenger side, or in the back seat. He remains silent, ignoring questions, and often staring at the good, Samaritan. He eventually vanishes before their eyes and no longer is there when they turn to look. This is usually followed by some type of audio finally where we where he laughs at the at him <laughs> excuse me at them, yells or taunts them. So this guy likes to freaking yell at people. <clears throat> There are other tales attached to the mystery man. Much like some of the stories much like some of the stories from Freetown, there are also tales of people who drive through the through him only to find no evidence. Now that'd be some creepy shit too. 
of an impact when they have stopped. Others have seen him on the side of the road, vanishing into the woods, waving and uh, oh yeah, waving and disappearing. Still, others have been scared to see him outside their car window while they were traveling at a high speed, or have had him suddenly be in their back seat. Now that'd be some creepy shit. You're driving, and all of a sudden, bam! Somebody's running by your car in the back seat. Um, anyone who has driven that stretch of road at night can understand. Can where was I at the back? God damn it! Sorry about that. I just get frustrated. Anyone who's driving down that stretch of road at night can understand that uneasy feeling. That, that that pervades you when you drive down Route 44. A similar scene plays itself on in any rural towns across America where there are more legends than streetlights. It is a uh, classic move setup, which may have something to do with the appearance of the spirit. The earliest written uh, record of the uh, occurrence was uh, set down by Charles Durkinson Robinson in his book 1994 New England Ghost, Ghost Files. In it, he describes several encounters in detail. In one, the hitchhiker, hitchhiker, ugh, hitchhiker is seen outside the window of a fast-moving car. Another person picked him up only to have, them, uh, to have him vanish from the car. The most dangerous and disturbing story in its book tells of a couple who broke down at about 10 p.m. at night. The woman stayed in the car while the man went to get help. They both uh, suffered separate experiences. The man, saw, the man saw him on the side of the road and tried to talk to him. The red-headed man began yelling at him and then disappeared. Laughing from all directions at the man made made his way back to the car. The woman, the woman heard his voices come over the radio, laughing, laughing, laughing and taunting her until she ran out from the car. People in the town have have, have people in the town have mixed feelings about the resident ghost in their town. In a town known for its many hauntings, the hitchhiker is the most asked about. Law enforcement hates the attention and the investigators he brings to the town, but some residents embrace it. Asking local merchants will get your will get you another story, usually beginning with the preference that it did not happen to him, and it was a few years back. Not all these stories are told in the past tense. One woman claims that she saw him walking into the woods on another road. She describes him differently and claims he never had red hair, but rather died, another ro died on another road with the color red on it. Most likely, red wave plain near Wellmorth Bridge, Bridge Road. 
She says a local farmer died on the road after being hit by a car changing a tire for a uh, stranded motorist. None of none of this has been able to be confirmed. Chris has uh, Chris has an uncomfortable relationship with the ghost. That's weird. How do you have a relationship with the ghost? Uh, he first read Robin's uh, books when he was younger, and became so interested, he connected the he can uh, he contacted the writer to talk about the story. He eventually lost the book and recently bought it again. When he when the price had came down on a website, he. Uh, where was that? He knew. He knew some of the history of the road, and it has been two people that have died different parts of it over the years. Wow, that's pretty cool. And that's kind of pretty much it. Huh. So. If you're ever around that road and you see a red-headed stranger, don't pick him up, guys. Remember, man, it is a little hot in here. Well, I had to turn off my air conditioner. I got my fan on, but I turned off the air conditioner because I'm sitting here right by it, and you can hear it when I record. So, yeah, I don't like a bunch of white noise when I'm recording. I try to keep it good for you peeps. Uh, well, I hope you guys enjoyed everything. We had some nice long stories for you. Don't forget, the new episode will be Saturday. The platform will be updated and all fixed and all that stuff. So until then, guys, have fun. Be scary. Tell some scary stories, man. And hey, you guys find me on Facebook and please tell me some scary stories you heard and I'll talk about them. I don't care. <laughs> but I want to say thank you to people, everybody around the world who listens and does like the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Golly. I got the hiccups. Can't quit. But anyways, you guys be good. Be scary. Thank you for listening. Keep listening. And uh, who knows what we'll get into. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you once again, and I'm out of here. Have a great weekend. Have a great week, and uh, be spooky.